Welcome to the Coach Speak Podcast presented by Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Steve Medford, the show where we talk coaching with some of the best in the business. In this episode, Bill Roseberry sits down with longtime Alton High head coach, Joe Hook. This episode of Coach Speak with Steve Medford starts in 20 seconds. To win in sports, you must focus on your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investments. I'm Steve Medford, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor, and I can help. Call 498-8523. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. All right, welcome back to Coach Speak. I got a special guest on this edition, Joe Hook. How's it going, Joe? Ah, oh, it's going great, Bill. Glad to be here. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, you know, I, I ran into Joe here recently at the Alton Hall of Fame induction ceremonies uh, the night before Thanksgiving and walked up to him and just, you were a guy that I had penciled on my list of people to try and get in and, you know, you were around for so long when we're involved in so many things. Uh, you know, I just figured it'd be be fun to have you on here. So, um, first off, since we're talking about the Hall of Fame, let's start there. I mean, this was this Alton Athletics Hall of Fame is was your baby. You started it, and uh, you were there that night to induct the 32 year long chain gang, which you were really familiar with from football. You know, which was Henry Grabby. Don Kennedy and Arlie Grills, right? And uh, just talk about being able to come back and induct them first off, and then just talk about how proud you are of that whole program. Well, you know those those uh, guys like Henry Grabby and, and Don and, and Arlie, they're they're one of a kind. You know, you uh, uh, a lot of a lot of people when we first started talking about the Hall of Fame, we knew that there were great uh, you know athletes and teams and coaches that needed to be in, and it was such a deep and rich tradition. But we also knew that there were people, when we got looking into things, that uh, contributed in other ways, and uh, and they were kind of unsung, he- unsung heroes. And those guys like Henry and Don and, and Arlie, uh, you know, they put in 32 years of their own time, never got paid a dime. You know, they mm-hmm. did a free gratis, and, uh, you know, they did a – Excellent job. I, you know, I was fortunate enough. You know, I coached football in high school for 29 years, so right. uh, 11 years as the head coach. But so I was very familiar with those guys. They're always around, and they're great, great personality, great guys, and uh, you know, so it just goes to show you how much they really, you know, love the sport first, and their school, and uh, their community, and uh, you know, they were more than uh, deserving to be in the uh, Athletic Hall of Fame under the category of Friends of Athletics, and. Uh, you know, couldn't be more deserving those guys. And, uh, you know, there's guys like that out there. We probably have missed some, and we needed to get more in there. I, I, I know the first one we put in was old, uh, the legendary Dave DeLauer, <laughs> right. who also did football stats for me for oh, really? years and years. And he did basketball stats for about 40 years for right. everybody from, uh, you know, Stan, all, all the other coaches that were there, both the Bennett boys. And, and uh, so, you know, Dave uh, comes to mind as well. My seventh grade biology teacher at East Middle School and my my favorite teacher of all time through 
through elementary school, junior high, high school, and college. My favorite teacher of all time. Loved Dave Delar. Dave was, uh, you know, he was a classic teacher, boy. He was uh, professional to the nth degree. And, uh, you know, I, Dave's first year of teaching was my freshman year over at East Junior. Uh, at the time, the freshmen were over there. Right. And uh, he wrote me my first detention for talking in a study hall. And, uh, <laughs> You know, he used to, uh, my brother broke his leg playing football, and Dave, uh, being a kind of a first, second-year teacher, this might have been the second year he was there, uh, he came up to the house and, and was tutoring my brother after school. And uh, one day, a couple of my friends and I, we were there, and we saw Dave coming out of the house. And I thought, that's the guy that wrote me a detention. <laughs> and it was snow on the ground, so we started throwing snowballs at him, <laughs> and Dave started throwing them back. And, oh. you know, we just had a great time. And, uh, you know, my mom came out and hollered at us. The next thing I know, she, she's got him staying for dinner. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, and he became a very close friend of our families and a very good friend of mine. And, uh, you know, uh, just it was a great relationship we had, but Dave was uh, – Great t- teacher, 35 years at East Junior in room 7, 7th grade life science. <laughs> yep, <man. laughs> yep, yep. I still remember a joke that he told us there in 7th grade. It's so bad, but he says, uh, a mushroom walks into a bar, and he walks up to get a drink, and the uh, bartender says, we don't serve your kind in here. And the mushroom says, why not? I'm a fun guy. <laughs> Yeah, that's Dave. That's, he yeah, had that's a, a whole Dave slew. Joke. That's a whole slew of uh, <laughs> jokes like that for his classes. But uh, yeah, you couldn't have asked for a better guy than Dave DeLotter. And then you know, same with Henry and the boys. They were there on time every time. Very professional. Uh, did the job. And you know, the chain gang is part of the game. Without the chain gang, uh, the game doesn't go on. We we could we could uh, do away with a few coaches and and uh, the announcers and different things. But you got to have that chain gang. And like you said, 32 years. Uh, that's just a tribute to them. I'm I'm glad they got a chance to get in. Yeah, that's what Eric Roberson said that night. Is something he's learned since he's been an athletic director's assistant. Now he took over from you and for you in that role. And he said. You can start a game without players. You can start a game without a coach, but you can't start the game without the chain gang. They're the yeah, most important thing. To get he's going. correct. That's right. We'll talk about the that program a little bit more, and and how much pride you take in that seeing it go on to what it's become now, and all these classes going in, and every year how excited people get for it. Well, you know, I, it's it's great to see it continue on and, and flourish, and, and uh, you know, it's so exciting because Alton does have such a deep and rich uh, history of athletics, and, and uh, you know, as a coach, I travel all around to different schools in the Southwest Conference and everywhere else, and, you know, as usual, you get there early and you're looking around, and they I usually see their Hall of Fame there and, and uh, you know, players that were inducted into their school. And, you know, I kept thinking, well, why why doesn't Alton High have that? You know, we, we didn't have that. So, uh, you know, I, I always wanted to get that going, and I, I got a little bit of a resistance at the beginning, and we just kept pushing and kept pushing and putting things together. And finally, Dr. Spells gave me the okay to, to get it going, and uh, – you know, it was at the perfect time for me, really, because, uh, you know, being the assistant athletic director and head of the Redbird Nest and a lot of those things, mm-hmm. we, we had a little money there. You know, the caveat was, well, you're going to have to find a way to fund it, you know. And so, right. you know, with the Redbird Nest and uh, all the money that we had there, because we did different kind of fundraisings there and, and the memberships and different things. And with a little money in athletics, uh, we could uh, get a little bit there. Uh, 
you know, we were able to, uh, you know, put it all together and we did our research and, and, and uh, found uh, different things from each school that we really liked. And uh, so we put it together and the first class was the first three or four classes were pretty big classes. Right. But we, we had a lot to make up on and we wanted to get things going. And, uh, you know, there's such a, there's such a number of guys and gals out there and teams and coaches that are still uh, that we need to get inducted. But, you know, the biggest thing that anybody out there can do is to nominate somebody, you know, uh, right. people fall through the cracks. And, you know, especially some of these old timers that were, you know, around and, and uh, live some of these, uh, you know, events that happened and, and uh, some of the great teams and great players in the past. Those are the ones we kind of we're kind of forgetting about a little bit, but, uh, you know, so yeah, the best thing that people could do is get on the website and go to athletics and you can go to athletic hall of fame and the forms come right up there and uh, you can nominate somebody and get it to the committee. And, uh, that's the first step toward getting somebody in the hall of fame. And you'd be surprised how, you know, we don't get a whole lot of applications. Right. And, uh, you know, I know people know other folks that need to be in there. I wish they would, uh, you know, take a little time and do that for us. Yeah, Roby doesn't have very many. When we when we meet, there's not a bunch of those applications left. We've gone through a lot of them that we've had. So, right. you know, a lot of it's just us ended up talking because we don't have enough of those. But well, those are the first things we usually look at is those applications. Right, absolutely. I right. know that when I first got that thing, I sent a letter out to as many old head coaches and current head coaches mm-hmm. that I could think of, and I asked them to send me a list of their top five all-time players, maybe their top three teams of all time. And, uh, you know, and I got a lot of response back from a lot of guys. So that's how we kind of got things going in the beginning by uh, getting references from uh, those old coaches and, and uh, things like that. So, uh, you know, maybe it's time to send out another letter, to, <laughs> another round of letters and, right. and, and try to stimulate a little more interest. How amazing is it for you to see the people that come back for this? I mean, you, you go back to like Gail Murphy coming down from from Iowa, I believe, uh, you know, Keith or, uh, or Leroy Stampley coming all the way up from Texas where he was at LaJarvia just last week coming up from Houston to be back. She was so excited to be able to come back for it. And you had, um, you've had other ones. Kavon Lacey was still at Evansville coaching, and he came back when he went in. I mean, lots of guys like that have come back to town. Frank Holmes, uh, you know, um, so many guys. How – how cool is that for you to see them take that much pride in, in being part of this? Well, that's exactly what we wanted to have mm-hmm. happen, you know. I mean, I, like I said, I knew that there was such a, a great tradition there. So you knew these guys and gals and coaches and, and players, they, they you know, they had that pride in Alton High School. So, you know, I didn't think that was going to be a problem. But I, and I sure am glad, like you said, that they take the kind of time to come back and be involved in it. And, you know, it means something to them, you can tell. And it certainly means something to, to myself and the other committee members. But, uh, you know, we tried to pick a weekend, and we thought that right. the Thanksgiving would be a perfect time because a lot of people come back home for Thanksgiving. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, we had the basketball tournament where we could kind of showcase it mm-hmm. there at halftime. And, and uh, you know, people had maybe Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off after that, uh, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. so they weren't rushed. And, and it, seemed to, it seems to have really worked out. I think uh, – now, as I was talking to Eric, we were talking about, uh, you know, maybe doing it every other year. Right. And, uh, That's the plan. You know, now. we always, one of the things that I always wanted to do is 
uh, every five years, we talked about having more of a banquet style. Invite mm-hmm. all the old, uh, you know, all the uh, people that have been inducted and all the new ones, obviously. And, right. And, uh, and, and you know, uh, have, a, have a banquet type thing and serve a, a meal and food and, and, and have some different people get up and talk and induct a new class. So, uh, that would you be know, nice. We, we might, uh, we're still thinking about that. So I think that's how Granite City does theirs when they do them so few now. I mean, Babe Champion started the one in Granite City so long right, ago. Right, right. Yeah. When I was at the Advantage, when we did our players of the the year each season, um, John Mode would set me up in the Hall of Fame building. We would go in there and take all the pictures of the kids and and do everything. So I spent a lot of time in that right. building, and you'd be surprised how many of those high school kids that was the first time they'd ever stepped foot in there. Right. Isn't so I kind of. Huh? That that building's cool with all the, oh, it's all the really different cool. uh, yeah. things that they have in there and memorabilia. I'd and walk and them over and I'd be like, "Look at this!" And it's like a Kevin Green, you know, jersey and a Kevin Green picture, you know, picture of him playing, coaching with the Packers or him with the Steelers. They got a uh, they got a USA um, jersey for uh, uh, Andy Phillip in there, and uh, I mean, such cool stuff. And these people are these kids. Didn't even know it was all there. That didn't, that was that's such an awesome place. I yeah, mean. and that's that's another. You know, we we did uh, we took a good long hard look at uh, Granite City's Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and, and we took a lot of our ideas from them and Edwardsville and different places. But uh, uh, yeah, that was another thing that we we talked about getting going is and may, maybe uh, getting our own little building or area or you know some area in the high school and and bring in a lot of the old traditional. Uh, uh, things that uh, used to go on and, and the memorabilia and, and put them in there for a remembrance. But uh, yeah, that would be cool. That would be really, that would be cool. Yeah. Now talk about for you, I mean, all those years, I mean, as a, as an Alton High graduate and a former athlete and a longtime coach, assistant athletic director, when you got put in a few years ago, what that meant to you. It was kind of culmination of, of everything of your entire career, and that had to have meant a lot. Yeah, Bill, you know, I, I was probably the most surprised guy of all because uh, <laughs> I was pushing for a couple of my old football players to get in because, you know, Roby would say, hey, you got any ideas? You got this, you got that. Right. And uh, I was pushing for a couple of my players to get in pretty hard, and, and uh, you know, uh, they didn't get in, and then so the second year I was pushing again, and then I, I saw where I had gotten a, a message from Roberson, and he said, "Hey, give me a call when you get a chance. It's about the Athletic Hall of Fame." I went, "Oh, good. They're going to get a couple of my guys in there." <laughs> and so he, he, you know, I called him back, and he says, "Well, Joe, I got some, uh, I got some bad news." He says, "The bad news is so and so's not getting in." And so I was disappointed. I went, Dad, Gummit, Eric, you know, these guys are deserving. He goes, but the good news is you're going in. So I was, I was uh, pleasantly surprised. And, you know, it was, uh, it was a proud moment for me, too. So I was not the best athlete at all in high school. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, this is my hometown. I did play a lot of athletics. Uh, you know, I played football and ran track and wrestled. And, and I was always involved in it. And, Coached here for 28 years and uh, head of the PE health department and assistant AD and and uh, head coach in softball and football and I coached track with Coach Fry. Oh, okay. So, uh, you know I did a little bit of everything and uh, it meant a lot to me to get in because uh, I don't know if I was deserving but uh, I sure appreciated getting in it. Now, who, did you did you play when you with track? Uh, 
Was that Coach Wigger? Coach Wigger was was there. Yeah, he he'd been around for a long time. Right, you know, cross country coach and the track coach, and yeah, Coach Wigger was the was the guy there. What did you do in track? Well, believe it or not, when I was in high school, I was a sprinter. Oh, really? And uh, <laughs> I was a running back on the football yeah, team. But you know, that. we uh, you know, of course, that undefeated team was my sophomore year. And, oh, okay. Uh, you know, we had. Man, we had so many good running backs there with the Bobby Everages and right. Gail Murphys and Bo Scott and yeah. you know Big Regan Steiner Man. and right. there, that that team was so loaded and so stacked it was it was unbelievable. So I was just uh, glad to be a small part of that thing and was able to be on the sideline and watch. But uh, yeah, so you know I was a I was a running back and and uh, sprinter, but uh, I, I couldn't crack the lineup with those guys there. I can tell you that. So you played for Yonkis then? Yeah, Ed Yonkis, uh, at the end of my junior year, he left, and okay. Norm Iman, my senior year, became the head coach. Okay. That was his first year as a head coach. Of course, he'd been an assistant coach right. for a long time. So, uh, yeah, we had uh, we had a, a pretty good team, and, uh, you know, it was uh, – playing athletics at Alton High School was, was a, you know, was a – it was great for me, you know, and uh, uh, I, I couldn't ask for anything more. I had great coaches and, and – uh, uh, the guys that uh, I formed relationship with, uh, we're, we still uh, get together all the time and talk about, you know, different things. We Heck, the other night, uh, we get together about every other Wednesday out at my dad's barn, and we just kind of sit around and, and uh, you know, uh, have a few Cokes and uh, <laughs> talk about old times. And, you know, half the guys came from West, half the guys came from East. That was a big rivalry even when we were right, junior high. Right. So, you know, we tell stories about all that kind of stuff all the way up through after we graduated. So. Uh, you know, it's still fun. That was something I missed out on. By the time, you know, I I graduated from Alton High in '94, and by the time I was coming up, they had did away with the the middle school athletics. So I didn't really know any of those guys unless we played in summer ball somewhere. You know, the North and the West guys I didn't meet until high school, and then we all played together. But I've heard the stories. You know, my my DJ partner who came back the other night, he was a he graduated in uh seventy nine. The year he played with Maine and, and Troy Washburn. Oh, yeah. Um Cliff Moore is his name, but he always tells the stories about playing middle school and junior high sports, you know, through the seventies, you know, and yeah. just well, that was that a big was a deal, big, I, right? Right. I think that uh, you know that's what why you know Alton football was uh, was awful good at, at, during that time period. But you had four junior highs, and you know that yeah. was a great feeder program. Right. I can remember going up to the high school when we were sophomores, and you had four starting quarterbacks, you had four starters in every position coming in, yeah, and that had had a lot of experience and played in a lot of games, and uh, you know it was uh, it it was. Uh, that right there, you know, just uh, helped football tremendously, you know. And uh, we lost that in the early '80s. You're right; they kind of did with uh, did away with the middle school athletics yeah. and didn't get back for quite a while. So. Yeah, I'm glad to see it back now. I mean, the the Alton girls basketball program is definitely, definitely, you know, getting something from that right, feeder absolutely. program now. I mean, they they look like they may have their best squad in quite a while. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, like I said, those are great off. feeder programs. Yeah. I mean, that's that's where a lot of these great guys like, you know, Troy Washburn and, and Maine Smith, all them guys cut their teeth down there playing against each other. And, right. And, uh, you know, it was great competition because there were great athletes at all three of those middle schools. And 
I know that was one thing when I became the head coach. Uh, we still had three junior high or middle schools mm-hmm. then, but they brought back football, and that was that was big for me. So we got you know some good coaches down there to coach at that level, and I think that paid off for us as well in the long run, uh, you know, in our football program. Now, when you were going back to when you were playing again, you said you you played for an Ed Yonkis and a and um, and then a, a Jim Wigger, two pretty both Hall of Famers and uh, super successful guys um you know at this point maybe you're not thinking about being a coach yet but as you get into coaching do you go back are there philosophies and things that you learned from being around guys like that that helped you oh as you got into coaching you know absolutely i mean you know a guy like ed yonkers was uh you know he had this knack of uh you know you didn't want to cross him and you didn't want to disappoint him (laughs) But, you know, you know, he came off as this rough, tough guy, and he was, but, you know, he had a way of, of uh, taking care of things, and I, I don't want to say smoothing it over, but, you know, I think he, I learned from him that one size doesn't fit all, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I think I kind of got my philosophy from him. You know, if he if he thought he needed to pat somebody on the back to to get it done, that's what he did. If he thought he needed to put your, put a foot in your butt, that's what he did there too. <laughs> so, you know, he seemed to have that knack to uh, to read his players and uh, handle them accordingly. What about Coach Wigger? I oh, mean, Coach Wigger was you know that amazing, guy was yeah. he was amazing at cross country. You know how many state championships did he win there and track and. Yeah. Uh, you know those guys that run for him, uh, especially the cross country. Uh, you know, I, I uh, you know, those teams were pretty good when I was going through high school too. And you know, they love that guy to this day. Uh, uh, you know, you can't find anybody that'll say anything bad about Coach Wigger. And uh, you know, he was just a master at his craft. And man, he put in the time and effort. I mean, those guys were running all the time. And and uh, you know, in the off season, the track guys would get together and do things if they weren't involved in other sports. So. Uh, I think, uh, you know, that work ethic that those, that guys like Jim Wicker had, you know, uh, you can't help but to pick up on that if you if you played for him or ran for him. Now, you graduated in 73, correct? Yes. And uh-huh. then you went on and you – where did you play col- – you played college football, Well, right? yeah, I went to uh, Eureka College. I had uh, – That's right. Uh, one of my buddies uh, went up there, and so I went up there and we played football at, uh, at Eureka College, small college, uh, our claim to fame is, uh, you know, Ronald Reagan went there so, <laughs> right. uh, and played football there. So, yeah. uh, you know, we uh, we went up there, and ha- I had a great experience up there, you know, small school, small football, but I learned a lot of stuff about coaching, and, you know, and then it started to, you know, get in my mind that that's what I was going to do. And, and, you know, honestly, a true story, I can remember our head football coach, his name was Tom Hosier at Eureka, he was my advisor. So I can remember going in there the first day after we did all the paperwork, and then, you know, I went over to him, and uh, he was going to fix up my schedule, and uh, he says, well, Joe, what do you want to do? And, you know, honestly, I didn't really know, you know, and uh, I go, well, I don't know, Coach, Uh, and uh, he looked at me a little bit, and he he goes, well, I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to be a teacher and a coach. And he, he laid out everything I was going to take for the next four years and uh, what I was going to take them and everything else. And that's what I did. And the next thing you know, uh, you know, I had my teaching degree in, in physical education and health education. And the rest is history. <laughs> and then was it 81 when you came back and got hired at Alton High? Yeah, I graduated uh, from college in 78. And, uh, you know, there was very few P.E. jobs. Uh, they had already gone through the big hiring spree with the – 
baby boomers group. Right. And, uh, you know, and everybody was kind of full. We couldn't, I couldn't find a PE job anywhere. And, uh, you know, my roommate from college and I opened up a health club. We opened up a Nautilus Fitness Center down in Belleville. Oh, really? Yeah. And we did that for about four years until 81. And uh, when I got a teaching job here in Alton. Yeah. And then, and then you, you got laid off then again in 83, correct? Right. They you had another big, you know, yeah. I finally got in there in 81, spent two years there, and then they had a big layoff, and they laid off a bunch of PE teachers. And, uh, of course, I was low on the totem pole, so I got uh, rift, you know, reduction in force is what they called it. And uh, so I got out of there, and uh, I went to uh, the Catholic Children's Home and worked up there in the short-term yeah. shelter care with, uh, you know, disadvantaged kids a little bit. And uh, then I got hired to be a full-time sub at Wood River. So I'd show up every day, and I became uh, assistant football coach down there with Bill Perry and Greg Motes. And oh, okay. There were some great guys, Don Neese and, and Norris Dorsey and, and those guys <laughs> and John Martin. And uh, I also became the head wrestling coach down there for a couple of years. Oh, wow. I didn't know yeah. that either. Yeah. yeah. So I did that for a couple of years, and then Alton called me back and said, do you want to come back? And and uh, so I did. And I came back, and I've been here ever since. So when you came back, uh, what what um, what year did you come back? 85 I, or so? Uh, it was uh, 86. 86. Okay. Right. Now, yeah. did you – Go back to what did you do coaching wise then when you came back to well Auburn? I was assistant uh, football coach for Jack Martin and okay. uh, Jack had just gotten the job mm-hmm. and uh, so I was assistant football for Jack uh, up at the high school I think I did uh, I don't know if it was freshman or sophomore you know started it there and uh, then I coached track also up there a guy by the name of Otis Ward was the head track coach right. at that time so uh, you know I got on there and worked with the shot and disc guys and. Uh, you know that's that's kind of how I got going. I, I you know I was at East Junior for uh, two years, eighty one and eighty two. And when I came back, I went to West, and I was there for, wow, I was there for six years or so. And then I got moved out to North for a year, so I, I taught out there as well. And then I got <laughs> moved to Alton High, and and uh, of course you know I was there forever, and then moved to the new high school. So uh, that's that's uh, kind of the track I took there. So in. And, you know, through the, you did mention earlier that you coached a little softball, too. So you were the head softball coach for a while and then later on head football coach. Talk about – this is something I've talked about with guys that have coached boys and girls. What – how different is the coaching philosophy when you're, when you're coaching boys compared to girls? Well, you know uh... – there's definitely a difference, you know. Right. I mean, uh, like I used to tell uh, tell some people, you know, when them girls got mad at each other, boy, they stayed mad for a right. while. You know, when the right. guys would get mad at each other, they'd probably push and shove a little bit, maybe even <laughs> a swing or two, and it was over and it was back to business. Yeah. So that was different. But, you know, athletes are athletes, you know. And uh, I knew that I wanted – to be a head football coach sometime. And, I, you know, and a lot of people told me, well, Joe, you need to get some experience. Well, you know, I said, okay. So this head softball job came open, and they actually called me and asked me if I'd be interested. I said, you know, I, I don't know a whole lot about that, but you know what, I'm going to do it. So uh, I did it, and, uh, you know, I looked at the program ahead of time, and 
I think the overall record for the seven years prior to I got there was like they was like fifteen and one hundred and fifty. So they weren't very wow. good. So yeah. I thought, you know, I could probably, I could probably, maybe I was hoping I could do a little better than that. So I got in there, and and I think we won twelve or fifteen games my first year. And uh, you know, we kind of changed the culture a little bit with that. And uh, you know, we practiced every night and. You know, I kind of made it uh, a little bit fun, but we, we worked hard at it in the off season, and we opened up some pitching clinics we had at the mm-hmm. high school and got some pitchers going and, and different things like that, and it worked out. And I did that for 10 years, and it was, it right. was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, we had a lot of fun. That's what you were doing when I was in school, actually. I remember playing playing baseball. And okay. I wasn't very good. I was sitting on the bench, but I, you guys would be having softball yeah. practice. I remember you had – uh, Heather Fay was one of your oh, real good yeah, players yeah, whenever was I was in, in school. Early. Yeah. Heather Fay, Sherry yeah. Cromwell, you know yeah. Heather Krause. We we had yep, some yep. we had some players, and uh, you know uh, you know and the girls started believing in themselves a little mm-hmm. bit. We got a few wins and got it going, and uh, you know we had a pretty good run there for for about ten years. And uh, the girls worked hard at it, and you know it was like. You know, a lot of the girls that came back out, they were tired of losing. They were tired of that stereotype, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're an Alton High softball player, you can't win. And, and boy, they worked hard and, and turned it around. And, uh, you know, and that that was a lot of fun watching them because they were excited about it and having fun for a change and, and winning. Yeah. Um, now, was Dan Carter your, your assistant and then took over the program from you whenever. Well, you that's how softball? it turned out. You know, when yeah. I took over that program, there was no assistant coach. That right, was the only one. <laughs> and uh, you know, and I'm, and you know, that was a part of the problem before. You know, one guy trying to d- teach all those things that needed to be done, and and so. Uh, you know, we didn't have a JV program either, and there was Man. nothing down at the yeah. middle school. You know, there was no nothing mm. there. So uh, the first thing we did was we uh, got a fundraiser together, and uh, that's back when you could stand out on a corner and, and uh, collect money, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I took a page out of the Marching 100 <laughs> book, and, you know, they were doing I go, you know what, let's do that. So I got our girls, and we raised enough money to hire an assistant coach. And then we did it the next year, and we got a JV program going. And then they brought back sports back at the middle school, and we got girls softball back there as well. So, uh, you know, all of a sudden things started coming together for us. And, you know, we had that little feeder program going, and we mm-hmm. had some good coaches down there. And, and uh, you know, Dan uh, Carter was my assistant. Andy Scanlon was an assistant for me for a while. And, and Lisa Palin, who played for me at one time, uh, okay. came back and was a coach. So, you know, I had some great people around me, and, and uh, you know, Dan stayed there the longest, obviously, and uh, he took over the program, and, man, he's done a great job. He's, yeah, still he's the all-time winningest, uh, right. not only softball coach, but the all-time winningest volleyball coach as well. So yeah, yeah he's going to be in that Hall of Fame one day, too. Right. He's been around for a long time. It was good to see his his team get in uh, uh, set. Last year, yeah, I know. But what, what, I was trying to think what year it was. I know it was a team that had Katie Wilson on team, it. So yeah. and Katie Wilson, yeah, yeah. So it was probably around seventy or two thousand three. Yeah, that's what it was. Like it was two thousand three, two thousand four, yeah. I believe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he was he was excited getting that. He group was. In. He was, and they were well deserving too. I guess for you guys, I mean, for you to see, like when Kavan went in, I mean, somebody that that you actually coached. I mean, is that. Is that a bigger deal than even maybe when you went in to see your guys get in and see oh, their yeah, excitement? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, there's so many uh, guys out there I wish could get in, and and they will eventually, you know. But Kavan, you know, he was uh, 
he was such a great athlete, whether it was in, you know, basketball, football, and he even ran track and did an excellent job in, at track as well. So, uh, you know, watching all the things that he, he, he accomplished and, and did, and such a great kid and great personality, you know, always did the right things. And it was, uh, yeah, I was smiling from ear to ear. <laughs> Is that that's that senior year group, his senior year, was that the year you guys went – Went uh, we went eight, eight and one. Eight and one. Yeah. I mean, is it is that probably the best best group you had during yeah, that six you year know, run? That was uh, that was you know record wise that was the best team we had the year before that. Uh, we went six and three, and after our third game, I think we were three and zero. Oh, and then we had a, a young man, uh, Brad Beck, hurt his Achilles. He was an offensive lineman for him, and very okay. good. And uh, you know he was out, and then we. We lost uh, Big John Steen and Dex Thomas. They got in a little bit of a, an issue, and, you know, they were out for the season. So we lost three really good players after that. We still went 6-3 and three that year, but I think, you know, that was an awful good team too. And, uh, you know, so uh, if we would have kept those three guys intact, we, we might have had another 8-1 and one season there too. Kavon? Could have been a Division One football player too, right? On Absolutely. Top of basketball. I had guys calling me all the time. He wanted to play basketball. And, uh, you know, up until the very end, Illinois came down at the very end, and they still wanted him to come. But wow. they wanted him to be a wide receiver. You yeah. Know? Now Boy, he, he's a little, he seemed a little short for that. Well, he's yeah, so but he had tremendous though. hands. Yeah. And yeah, he had definitely. just, uh, you know, he also, you know, so smart was a great too. defensive back for us. Yes, he just had I a nose that. for the football, and he could yeah. read it and uh, – you know, just great athleticism. He was he, to the was he a better defensive back than quarterback? Well, I don't it's know. You know, uh, Coach Tungett and I used to debate that all the time. <laughs> but when it came down to when it came down to the hard times and, and we needed something done, we we got him over there on defense. I tried <laughs> to keep him off. I go, Dwight, we got to keep him off that side of the ball. I know he's great, but man, if something happens to him, then we don't have a quarterback. But uh, you know, I think the biggest game there of sportsmanship with. Uh, with uh, Kavan was when we played Edwardsville down on their homecoming, and Alaria was their quarterback, right. and he was a defensive back for them as well. Exactly. And uh, Kavan and Alaria, they they were really good friends. They played on the same traveling basketball team and were roommates yep. in the summer. Hmm. So watching those guys play, I mean, both of them played so hard, and were, they were both such great athletes. Oh, so you know? smart athletes. And such one of them would come athletes. up and tackle so, the other one, you yeah. know, and they'd help each other up and pat each other on the back. And uh, it was great sportsmanship. And, man, that was a great game. And we were lucky to come out ahead. I work on with one. one of your former players you now, uh, Brad Brad Everidge. Oh, yeah, yeah. Brad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he works with me down in the – Hard-nosed football player, man. Yeah. He was a fullback for us. He was, uh, yeah. he was really a good player. Yeah, we worked together down at the warehouses there. Good, he's a, good. He's a – Really good operator. Probably about the best operator they have down there now. Make sure but, you uh, tell him I said hello. Will do. I'll probably see him later this week. But, okay. uh, yeah, and, and just talk about that that six-year run. I'm sure, you know, looking back on it, you would have loved to have a playoff win. But that that six-year span is is great in the history of Alton football. And you've got some big wins over, you know, East St. Louis, some, some wins over Edwardsville, uh, I mean that that were that were big signature program wins. I mean, just kind of talk about that whole span and 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 what that meant to you. Well, you know that was uh, 
man, as far as coaching, that was the best time of my life right there. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, we, you know, the whole experience with the coaching football at Alton's been good, and and being the head coach was even more special. I mean, like I told people, you know. You know, it meant a little more to me, I think. You know, obviously I played here. It's my hometown. And, you know, I, I get to come to my high school and coach. And a lot of the guys that played for me were, you know, kids of people that I played with. You know, <laughs> right. my friends. And, and uh, so, you know, like I said, it meant a little more to me, I think, than if you could have got a lot of people in there. But I don't think it would have meant as much as it did to me. But, uh, you know, when we took over that program, there were only 35 kids in the whole program from freshmen to seniors. Uh, when Bob Shannon left and, uh, you know, so we, we hit a big recruiting, uh, spree and I went and got, uh, uh, some great coaches. And I think that was one of the things that, uh, really helped us in that six year run is for about seven or eight years, I had the same coaching staff. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we really kind of got to know each other very well and we knew who was going to teach what and how we were going to teach it. We were all on the same page and, and uh, they were all great with the kids and, uh, you know, great football guys, but, uh, you know, our first couple of years were kind of tough, two and seven, two and seven, yeah. you know, and, uh, but, uh, you know, we, we kept getting closer and getting closer. And then, you know, that third year we went five and four and, you know, the first signature win, we went down the Belleville West. I don't know. It was the fourth or fifth game of the season. No, it was, a, it was the seventh game of the season because they were six and oh, and they were ranked mm-hmm. like sixth in the state. And we went down there and beat those guys on their field on a Saturday night. And uh, we threw a halfback pass on fourth and an inch or something and uh, got it all the way down to the one-yard line. Todd Lockhart to Delancey Smith. And that was a big win for us right there. And the kids started believing. And then, then, and, you know, and then after that, we, you know, we went six and three, six and three, six and three. Uh, four years in a row, and then went eight and one, and uh, so and got in the playoffs for the for the sixth straight year. And those those six years in the playoffs, we went thirty seven and seventeen, and so you know that was that was uh, that was uh, quite an accomplishment there. And and you know uh, at that time, you know we we uh, the Southwest Conference was pretty rugged. You know. Oh and, yeah. And uh, you know. Uh, Eastside and Edwardsville were always on their game, and they're always playing. But O'Fallon was really tough mm-hmm. then, and so was Belleville East, and so was Belleville West. I mean, there wasn't, uh, you know, there wasn't, uh, you know, when when Kane was down there at Collinsville, they were very good. And Granite City was always so physical, and and uh, so you know, it was a battle every week, and and uh, there were some top-notch coaches and teams in our conference that. Uh, you know, so we we were proud to go six and three and eight and one in that conference. I think I might have been at that Belleville West game. That's been so long ago. I I remember going to Belleville West to watch. I'm pretty sure it was when when you were coaching and uh, Brock. It was Brockhouse assistant on your no, staff. He, no, maybe he, okay. It was okay. before then. Yeah. Okay, I um, thought I just remember going to Belleville West and I'm sitting in the stands with my buddies and. Aaron Dupree, if you yeah, remember him, yeah, he's out there on the line. I don't know what what's going on, but Brockhouse is standing on top of the press box on the roof, and he's screaming, Dupree, Dupree, <laughs> and he's yelling at him and stuff from up there. And, I mean, we're sitting in the stands just dying laughing, and this kid, he keeps looking up, you know, like, where is that coming is, from? And then there's Brock, <laughs> there's Brock up there just screaming up on top. Yeah, you couldn't mistake box. that voice, that's for no, sure. I'll never forget that. Yeah, that was back. I'm sure I was on the sideline there, yeah. too. That was in the Collis James era, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah I right. couldn't remember. I was thinking it was a little later than that, but yeah. – but uh, yeah, I mean, 
I bring up Brock. I mean, that's a guy you, you know, we talked about him when I was still at the Advantage when he, when he passed away. We told, told some stories. I did a, you know, did a a, a nice memorial to him right. last year when he yeah. passed and. Just talk about getting to coach with him well, a little Billy bit. Joe was, uh, you know, that he was a uh, one of a kind to say the least. I mean, you know, uh, just a big, strong, physical guy. His appearance intimidated you right off the bat, and he had that, you know, deep voice, and and he was loud, and and uh, all those kind of things. But you know what? Underneath all that rough exterior, you know, he was a big, he was a big uh, teddy bear. You know, I mean. I can remember him coming over to my house and, and laying in the floor. He'd fall asleep. My boys were really little then, you know, uh, not eat, not even in school yet, and they'd be jumping all over him. And, <laughs> and uh, he he had a blast with them, and and uh, he was good to them. And and you know all the crazy stories you hear about Billy Joe. I mean, uh, there there's just that many uh, stories you can tell about him being a big-hearted guy too. You know, uh, I can remember. He used to work over at the stadium in the summertime for the right. Cardinals, and mm-hmm. uh, you know he was in charge of the beer benders. They would he'd give them <laughs> their case of beer, they'd bring the money back, and at the end of the night, uh, you know he would take the money and deposit it, whatever. And uh, you know he kept saying, hey, "Coach, why don't you come over to the game with me? Come to the game and hang out. I'll get you the best seat in the house, and and uh, you know when we're done, we'll we'll you know we'll we'll come back home." And so one one night I did. I went over to the game and you know had a had a great seat and watched the game. Got done. Here he came. We we went out to uh, get in his jeep, which had no cover on it. You know it was just a jeep. <laughs> we got in his jeep and uh, there were about six young men sitting around there. And I went, oh, my, we're walking up. I thought, what's going on here? And and Billy Joe goes, oh, don't worry, I'm going to give him a ride home. And so. You know, here's Billy Joe and I get in the Jeep with these six young guys, and we take them home to East St. Louis. And he did that every night of the ball games. He'd take those kids home. You know, wow. And, they were just other vendors there. At the, yeah, they were young guys that worked yeah. for him, delivering uh-huh. beer. You know, probably uh, you know high school kids are right out of high school, but you know he gave them a ride home every after every game. You know, and uh, so it's stories like that. You you know. Uh, that people don't hear about Billy Joe, right. but uh, you know he was uh, definitely a character man. He was uh, <laughs> he was something. Now, talk about um, the transitioning. I mean, I know the the football thing didn't end probably the way we wanted to. I mean, that's I know that's all in the past now. But eventually, you transition into the assistant athletic director, and and how. How different is it to going from the on-the-field coaching to the administration side of things? Well, it, it's definitely a difference, you know. And, uh, you know, I wanted to, you know, I interviewed for the athletic director's job. Mm-hmm. And I was still the head football coach, and uh, I was the number one candidate. And they offered me the job. And, you know, we had talked about one more year doing football. It was, always, it was already like in June. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it was my – my youngest son's senior year. So I wanted to finish football with him. And uh, then, right. I, you know, so they said, okay, you can do football one more year and be the AD and then uh, uh, we'll go from there. But you're going to have to give up, you know, football after that year. So that that was an agreement. And, well, then things kind of fell apart and they wanted me to get out of the football too. And, and then, I, you know, I don't know. I wanted to I, – I was still enjoying the football and, and I wanted to, to be there for Jake's senior year. So I stayed with the football instead of being the athletic director. And, you know, I, I didn't think I could do both because we didn't have an assistant athletic director mm-hmm. at that time. Right. And, you know, being the head coach of football and then trying to take care of everything uh, as on, on the AD's plate. I mean, 
Alton High had its own unique uh, uh, issues and uh, layout anyway because we mm. didn't have all that many things that were on campus, you know. Right, You, you exactly. went to Gordmore Park to play, you know, baseball and soccer mm-hmm. and, you know, football was over at the stadium and, uh, you know, track was over at the stadium. So, you know, there was a lot of running around. And so I thought there's no way I can be the head football coach and, and get to all these other yeah. Uh, venues and and try to do both of them justice so but anyway you know uh, a couple years later you know i did get out of football and as you said that didn't go the way i'd liked it to go but uh, mm-hmm. you know it's that's water under the bridge now and and uh, you know and i became the assistant athletic director and yeah you see things from a whole different perspective then and you have a whole different uh, issue uh, number of issues but uh <clears throat> It was definitely fun, and, uh, you know, I got to be there at so many events and see so many great athletes play because we were supervising everything. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, just talking to the coaches and learning things from them and and the way watching some of the guys like an Eric Roberson, who has a tremendous program, and watching the way he did things and being around that right. program and, and uh, other things, you know. <coughs> I think that's kind of the thing, too, though, you brought up getting to see all the other sports, you know, like – like I think Roby would be the first to tell you now. I mean, up until he got that job, he was completely focused on wrestling. You know, he didn't know who probably he wasn't getting to a lot of the other games or anything. Now he's now he's seeing a lot more football. He's seeing a lot more basketball. He's seeing baseball, softball. He's getting to see more of the athletes and have a more understanding of of the athletics department as a whole than he did when when you're just. You know, he's still coaching, too, don't get me wrong, so wrestling's right, his right. focus. But I think it allows you to kind of get a a better understanding and a better appreciation of all athletics um, when you're in, in that yeah. role, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. I mean, you know, I can remember Eric and I talking when he when he, when he he took the job, and he says, Joe, I, I don't know all those other jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, you've coached softball, you've coached track, and you've coached wrestling and, and football, so you kind of – uh, had a little bit more of an insight on a lot of things. I said, Roby, it'll it'll all come together, you know, and and uh, you'll learn on the fly, and and uh, you got a good uh, AD up there with you, so uh, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And uh, he's done a great job, and uh, he's learned a lot, and he he'll be the first one <laughs> to tell you. So, uh, but yeah, dealing with uh, different coaches, everybody has their own style and mm-hmm. and technique and the way they do things, but uh, you know. The one thing they all do have is that, you know, they have that drive, the will to win, and they all have great work ethics, and, uh, you know, they, they want things to be perfect, you know, and uh, and uh, so it, it was it was really fun. Looking back at those 11 years coaching football as a head coach, I mean, are there any signature moments that truly stand out to you um, as you look back on it now? Yeah, I, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, we talk. You talk about signature games. The Belleville West game that right. we talked about mm-hmm. was great. That kind of got us over the hump a little bit. We kind of, we, we you know, we beat somebody that was you know really good. And then you know when we first beat East St. Louis at home, first time in 28 years since yeah. I was in high school, and uh, we beat those guys at home, and they were really good that year. <laughs> and so that was a big win. You know, anytime you go down to Edwardsville and beat those guys. Uh, you know, we went down there and uh, beat them twice on their homecoming down there. So that was really, uh, you know, a guy like Paul Anderson and Antonio Smith had big nights, and and uh, we played really well. And and uh, those two were signature wins. 
you know, beating O'Fallon on their homecoming when they were really good uh, one year and uh, in an overtime game on a Saturday afternoon, that was that was a really big win hmm. for us. Uh, you know, and of course, you know, we, we've had some uh, – we had some great games that I'll never forget against Bevel East, four overtimes, and we lost because we missed an extra point. Wow. You know, Kavan yeah. kind of, you know, uh, missed one, and he was heartbroken. And of course, we all were, but, you know, uh, like I told him, we had that game win. We had them fourth and 16, <laughs> yeah. and uh, they threw a pass up into the end zone. We Their, their starting tight end had just went out of the game. They brought a, a backup in. Fourth and 16 in overtime, all we had to do was stop them, and we were going to win. <laughs> and uh, they threw one up in the end zone, and that kid came off the bench and caught the ball. Uh, and, uh, you know, and then we did – we got the ball back and went and scored, and then we missed the extra points. So. Are there plays like that that kind of stick – like because in football, you know, sometimes there's maybe one missed assignment or one thing that can – completely change the outcome are there things like that that kind of stick in your craw as you look back yeah yeah you know you always think about oh if i would only if i would have only called this play or if you know this this guy would only made that tackle or if he wouldn't have made took the wrong first step you know Mm -hmm. uh you know things might have been different but that's you know that's part of athletics you know i people say would you change things you know I, yeah, I'd change maybe a couple plays that I called here and there and, and maybe some different things. Should I have punted on that fourth down or went for it or, or whatever? But uh, as far as, you know, our philosophy and the way we did things, I, didn't, I wouldn't have changed that. It's all about building relationships at the end of the day, right? And, and, and being there for, for everybody and kind of, you know. Absolutely. Um, and that's something obviously through the years you've been – you've been good at with a lot of the guys that were your assistant coaches and former players and seeing them go on. I mean, um, uh, talk about some of those guys that you've seen, you know, that coached under you or played under you who are now coaching um, themselves and and what that's meant to you and how much you still can't stay in contact with those guys. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, we, uh, we still stay in contact all the, all, all the coaches and, uh, you know, like I said before, you know, uh, you know, I learned that co- went to a lot of coaching clinics, and one of the first yeah. things that I learned was surround yourself with good people. And uh, so I went out and tried to find the best guys I could to coach. And uh, also, uh, you know, one of the things that I was looking for, and I know this might sound a little selfish, but I wanted some good young, <coughs> excuse me, single guys. Yeah, they were the one that had an ambition to be a head coach because they were the guys that. Uh, you know, we're going to put in a lot of time. They had a lot of time to put in. Uh-huh, you know, right. They didn't have families at home, and uh, they wanted to be a head coach, so, so they wanted to soak up as much as they could. But, uh, yeah, you know, guys like Brad Haskwin right. was the head football coach over Granite. And, you know, Tungit had been a head football coach up at Southwestern before. Mm-hmm. And uh, who else we got? Uh, Pat Keith. <coughs> right, Just Pat Keith up at Southwestern. So a lot of those guys have gone on. Dave Gann, I think, is coaching over at uh, O'Fallon. He's yeah. been over there for a while. So we still got a lot of guys out there coaching. Yeah, Steve Slater. Steve is Slater, Steve still sure. down in Roxanna? No, as an assistant? he, he got he out. He's, he's had two kids now. And, okay. Uh, you know, so he got out of coaching uh, football for a while. It's been a couple of years since I've, you know, covered any games. So, right. you know, I knew uh, he'd been – He'd been down there, but uh, in in I guess on Pat's staff, but right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
uh, yeah, you know, so uh, we, we still got some guys out there coaching and having fun. I get calls every year, hey, you want to come and coach? You want to come and, <laughs> you know, be an assist? We need an assistant or we just come and volunteer. Come when you can. And, and I've thought about getting back into it here and there. But, you know, I know me that once I got involved, it'll be all or nothing. You know, I'll have to put <laughs> in a lot of time and, you know, can't miss a weight room <clears throat> or any of those kind of things. So, uh you know, I haven't done it yet, but who knows? How exciting was it to see, see Pat get into the playoffs this year? Oh, I mean, they yeah. didn't win, but yeah. I mean, to get back in and up there in Southwestern. Yeah, that was uh, that was awesome. And, you know, of course, Brad Haskin, his. Yeah, when his, he made it in. His too. last year over mm-hmm. there made it in, too. So, yeah, those are good young guys. And, you know, Pat Keith does a good job up there. And, and I think he's actually got Coach Alderman up there on his staff. He does. Too, so he that's, does that's have a great Coach find Alderman right there. Right. You know? <laughs> And then just uh, before we go here, what, so what what are you up to now? I mean, you know, retired, just kind of hanging out. Just talk about what what a uh, week in the life of Joe Hook looks like now. Well, well <laughs> you know, right now, you know, uh, uh, yeah, just retired, and uh, you know, I got a lot more time for myself. You know, that assistant athletic director job, man, you're there every night, right? Uh, you know, you get to school early and you stay to nine or nine thirty at night, and uh, you're always supervising a game or two here or there, which was good. I didn't mind it, uh, but uh, you know, a lot more time. Uh, you know, I got married a couple years ago, which has been great for me. Uh, I got a lot of more time. For myself, I go to the gym, you know, every other yeah. day, and, uh, you know, I get to go out to my dad's and help him. He's got a big place out there in Godfrey, and okay. uh, he's got 35 acres out there, and and uh, so I go out and help him a lot and just, uh, you know, kind of do whatever I want to do, and uh, my wife and I try to travel and go to different places and, and uh, enjoy ourselves a little bit, so... Uh, right now, I'm doing a little substitute teaching over at East, which, right. you know, yeah. I, I hadn't planned on, but, you know, there's such a teacher shortage right now, and mm-hmm. they're having a hard time finding people, and and uh, I think they caught me at a weaker moment in the summer, and I said, yes, I'd do it. So uh, I've been doing that since the first day of school, but at, at Christmas, I'm done, so I'll be back <laughs> on the full retiree track then you know you get out to many games or you know i haven't i haven't gotten out as as uh, much as i'd like to i did go to the east st louis game this year and uh so uh you know i i i get up and see a, a, a softball game of carters every once in a while but yeah. uh you know man i've seen a lot of athletic events over the my 34 years at Alton <laughs> right. High School, you know, being the assistant athletic director and all the coaching I've done, you know, I kind of took a step back a little bit. And uh, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of getting, uh, I'm kind of getting the urge to go back and and see some more, see some more, uh, you know, games and and things. But uh, right now, I'm just enjoying life, man. And life is good. Uh, this retirement, that's the best job you ever have. I guarantee. You. <laughs> that's what Porter always says. <laughs> yeah. Steve's like, boy, if I, he goes, if I could use one word to describe retirement it'll be underrated that's what he always says he is right (laughs) definitely well thank you so much joe hook i mean alton alton legend coach been there you know was there forever so uh i appreciate you coming on i appreciate you having me i can always uh you know i can always sit down and talk about athletics in alton high school so it was my pleasure all right thanks joe thank you Tune in next time on Coach Speak. Bill Roseberry sits down with two Alton High track and field legends, Coach Jim Wigger and Oscar Wallace. That's next time on Coach Speak, presented by Edward Jones Financial Advisor Steve Medford. <laughs>